For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Topic Thunder, episode two, one, nine. I am joined today once again by Jerry at Gerald Amir. And Jerry, March Madness came a little early this season. Well, you could say we have a little bit of the luck of the Irish in us. Um, yeah, it worked out for us uh, tonight. As you can tell with Tierney's enthusiasm, he is enthused as hell he's actually drinking water i think this is the first time that i've ever seen tyranny not drink a white claw or some other alcoholic beverage while on the show so this is sprite and um <laughs> cucumber infused tequila oh man so i spoke too soon spoke too I... soon I uh, I have a problem specifically on podcasts. I am a pod. I'm a podcast alcoholic. I have to have something to drink while I podcast, which is probably really bad. It's a, probably a bad career move to do that if I ever want to do this professionally because you can't just like drink while you pod sometimes. But I'm doing it now because who the heck cares? We're just yeah. we're we're just chilling, and we're just talking about some fantastic basketball that just happened. Arguably the best win of the season it's for many there. reasons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's not statistically the best comeback. No. But in terms of just the team we're f- facing, the the deficits we had coming into the game, being on the road, all of that combined, it felt like that was a very season-defining victory and one that really kind of got the nation to notice us um it's not too often notice us nation notice us notice us dude (laughs) but it's not too often that you see wob change his name he'll like change his name to the guy who's doing the best or who's like yeah doing something in the nba and tonight he actually went to cp3 or he did something off of cp3's name and that just kind of is always an indicator to me about like where people around the United States slash world are looking in terms of like the top stories of the day. And we were definitely the top story. And what's even crazier is that the Lakers Clippers happened today and we're still like one of the top stories. Yeah. Of this victory that that yeah. to me is crazy. Well, what's nuts to me is that 
not only was this just a huge victory in Boston against a solid team with pretty much, I think everybody's back for him almost, right? Jalen Brown was the only one. Yeah, Jalen was the only one, but I mean, we also didn't have Shea, so it kind of balanced out. Yeah, well, even though Shea's way better. Um, Uh Definitely. But uh, it was the third game of the road trip. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like being on the road for, I think they've been on the road for almost a week now. Uh, Yeah. And to pull this one out was just amazing. And I griped a lot during the game about us not playing defense. And then suddenly we just started playing defense and making shots and getting to the line a lot. And I don't know. It That's how you win games in the playoffs. So if that's Play indicative... to win the game. Yeah, if that's indicative of anything... That's a really good game to uh, sort of get a measure on. So I totally agree with you, Tierney. I think that was, it, it probably is the biggest win of the season just on where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. But if we and, would have beat the Bucks, we would have said that was the biggest. Yeah. Win I mean, of the that season, would have definitely so. by far been the best victory just because the Bucks are so good. But I mean, people are starting to say now with Giannis out for what I believe is at least the next couple of games, people are starting to say, you know, Boston could make a move here and be the top team in the East. So they're definitely not that far behind in terms of the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, how important that win would be. Um, but I think just the more impressive part was that SGA wasn't out. And as soon as I heard that news specifically, I thought we were toast because... I already knew going into this game, and everyone already knew that Jason Tatum is a problem. He's averaging 31-plus points post-All-Star break. He's been insane. Which, by the way, if you saw the graph... I was watching NBA TV this time. I didn't have Fox Sports. But on their graphic, they showed the post-All-Star break points per game. Bradley Beal is averaging close to 40 points a game right now. Yeah, That, that dude is insane. Yeah, insane. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah, I mean he's just um, he's fighting. But but what I was gonna say is Tatum Tatum was a problem, and not having Shea oh, yeah. he's really the only guy who can match up on him. Uh, I just felt like that was gonna be a problem, and I mean they did like you say struggle defensively at times, but when push came to shove, they they got it done. Well, I think the rotations got a lot better in the second half than the first mm-hmm. half. Everyone was sort of out on islands the whole game. And give it to Boston. They were making a lot of shots oh, yeah. um, and getting a lot of second-chance points off offensive rebounds. It was just – it sucked. Um, and I don't know. It's just mind-blowing to me that this team's comebacks this year, how many they've been in the second half and then being down by double digits, sometimes going into the fourth quarter and still coming back. Like, this team is just, I don't know, man. This team is a team, just like this Chris team. Paul said. Yeah. This team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's always so crazy to me that people don't know how to figure out what to do when Chris Paul does the mid-range game. Like, <laughs> every single time in the third and fourth quarter, they'll just run the pick and roll, yeah. Or and Chris Paul will pull up and if he's heavily guarded, that means someone down low is open, he'll just pass to them. And then it's a, kind of the same with Dennis. He'll like do the pick and roll, he'll do a pull up jumper, or he'll pass it down low. And so pe- nobody has been able to figure out how to stop it. Um Can you stop it? Back. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I feel like you 
there there is a way. It's just that teams are not built to defend mid range anymore. They're built to be on the perimeter or protect the yeah, rim. Wow. Yeah, no, that's and, totally true. And so now it's like there's this very different form of basketball, which, like you know, the math nerds will say, well, that's not the most efficient shot because you only get two points, and if you go like X feet out farther, you get three. But if it gives you wins, it gives you wins. I don't really care what the math shows. I'm I, everyone knows here. I'm not. I'm not always a numbers guy. I, I'm more of a more of a feel guy, and I feel like we're getting wins, and it doesn't really matter what the stats stats say. Can't say that correctly. It's <laughs> it's gonna get you wins like tonight. Then keep doing it. Nobody seems to be able to stop it, and until they do, we're gonna keep running it back. Oh yeah. And do you like that little reference I did to Chris Paul run it back? From yes. Houston? Okay. Thank yes. you. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and what's crazy is this team turns the ball over more, gets out rebounded. Oh man, so many turnovers. But but still somehow gets like a plus. Uh, oh, what is it? A plus fifteen at the free throw line, uh, mm-hmm. and misses nine of them, which. If they make what four of those, this game's over, you know, with two minutes to go. But uh, I don't like you said. This was just a really stinking tough win, and it's it's one that tells you a lot about this team. Uh, Chris Paul, Dennis, like score twenty seven. <laughs> He scored that, freaking 27. That's the, he just does that now. It's kind of his, it's just his thing. It, yeah, it's kind of my thing. Um, but it's just, it's crazy to me how no one's really talking about him as sixth man of the year. Like, for sure, for sure. Like, at this point in the season, I think you got to lock it up. Like, yep. if, he got, if he got hurt right now and didn't have to play the rest of the season, should be a lock still with 20 games mm-hmm. left. I'm saying it. Put my stamp yeah, on it. I agree, and that was a question that came to us uh, in one of the Twitter questions today. So we'll just uh, do a quick. Oh my god, I lost it. Um, I think it was from Doug Beck at the Doug Beck. He basically said, "Do you think Dennis is a lock for six man?" And like we just said, yes. Oh, I mean, there's nobody, nobody close. Lou Williams is a starter. He like. Even if he was classified as a bench player, I don't think statistically he has been playing or contributing the same as Dennis. No. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me to confirm that, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I think it's no question that that you give it to Dennis. I mean, his his it's with very few exceptions. Uh, a just an energy spark off the bench um every single night so yeah it's it's his no question about it see and i don't even know about that question so sorry for ruining the twitter question no i i i wanted to integrate it anyway i mean we can just go through as we as we get to it It doesn't have to be all at the end so it was a good segue there um i actually don't know if i swore i saw it maybe he deleted it or maybe he asked it on a different day. Well, anyway, it wasn't a Twitter question, I guess. But we just answered a hypothetical one. So, yes. Yeah. T- to whoever may have tweeted that to somebody in at some point in time. 
uh but yeah you mentioned free throws and that's probably a good point to where we should talk about the chaos that happened in the last i don't know minute and a half less than a minute of this game yeah so steven adams seems to have an opportunity to take the lead with like 30 seconds to go yep misses both i you know it's not totally unexpected for him to miss free throws but he's been shooting fairly well this, this month yeah, yeah. In the past month so you would expect at least one of two and that would have tied the game but he misses both and then chris paul gets the rebound off of that somehow he just sneaks his way in grabs it and now you're like okay the, the, we have another opportunity opportunity is gone chris paul misses a floater yeah it looks like the game is over so boston gets an inbound play it's basically like 13 seconds left at this point uh, all they have to do is get it inbounds, and Kimba has to uh, get it across half court and get the foul. And then it's going to be a free throw game. Kimba at the line, it's going to be really tough to out, you know, out outdo them from there. So yeah. everything feels lost again. And then all of a sudden, Chris Paul doesn't foul immediately, traps him in the corner, and then Dennis out of uh, from the back side of Kimba swipes it away. And the back side. The backside came around the backside, <laughs> came through the back door, and he in like three seconds swipes it, goes for a layup, goes in. Eight seconds left. Thunder now up one. In just just like a snap of a finger, the yeah. whole the whole game has changed. I freaked my daughter out whenever that happened because I screamed so loud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that uh, was actually pretty funny, but that play was just so heads up. It was just out of nowhere, and. It was against a guy that they pretty much locked up that whole second half. So it was was, two for nine from three. He was, yeah, that's very unlike Kimba. Well, what was crazy is Gordon Hayward's pretty much the only one that went off on us in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, he 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 played a really good game tonight, but he also had Gallinari on him, who was a huge in this match. So, yeah, um, but Kimba, or I think there was four players. Yeah, there was four players in double digits already in the sec- at halftime for the Celtics. Right, I remember that. And only one of them got to 20. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's that's something to hold your hat on. And to the story, the rest of the way, um, I think that was just sort of the cherry on top, you know, with with Kemba and the, the rest of them, because I think we were in their head on that last play, even though, you know, Tatum had the advantage all the way. Um, on the defensive end, <clears throat> I think Chris just had was just in his mind. You know, they were just mm-hmm. in their head at that point, and we had them. It was that whole last minute and a half was some damn good basketball. Yeah, and I mean credit to Brad Stevens. He he drew up the play he wanted to do, and it, they executed it well. It, the idea was to get Chris Paul on Jason Tatum and get that matchup, and they got it. And then. Chris Paul just played the best defense I've seen out of him in a long time against the big man. He didn't foul. He disrupted the shot despite being almost a foot smaller than him, I would imagine. Like Tatum, Tatum's not getting his view blocked at all. He can see straight over Chris Paul, but he disrupted it just enough to make it fall short. And that was the game. And... (laughs) And then Chris Paul getting fired up on the court was, it was funny to me because he wasn't, 
he wasn't talking to anybody. He wasn't like yelling at the like. Usually, if Russell is in that situation, he's like yelling at the the crowd, the, crowd, the, front, yeah. the front line uh, people, uh, whatever that is, courtside <laughs> seats. I don't know what I just said there. Front. <laughs> It's like a battle. It's like a battle that, or something. The front. That, that no, tequila that, and Sprite is hitting that's right. That's that's all I gotta say. All right. I, I, I would be I'd be perfectly sober and still say the same weird crap. But anyway. But anyway, courtside seats. <laughs> those would be the ones Russ is talking to. But Chris Paul is just like, he just looks like he's talking at the floor. He was just, <laughs> he was just yeah. like talking to himself in a way, and it just it was funny to me because he was you don't see Chris Paul fired up that often in a regular season game. And he just, and he was just doing it to himself, kind of like yelling at the ground. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just, it, I loved it, but it also made me laugh. It was a no. great moment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But then the post game interview is what got me, man. Oh like, yeah. That was, that was yeah. Pretty much, you know, this is a team, you know, and that he would run, you know, he would fight any day with Dennis and, um, something that I thought was telling because you know it was floating around on Twitter was whenever I guess Steve O and Chris Paul got onto it on the bench during the Knicks game, supposedly maybe the Pistons game. Uh, yeah, there was a few posts about it that I saw, um, mm-hmm. or at least one for sure that got some traction. So, mm-hmm. um, so for him to say, you know, sometimes teams argue, but we're still playing for each other. You know, right. like it's this team, whenever you got a group of people that really want to achieve something all together and just prove a bunch of people wrong, it's hard to stop them, especially if you give them the opportunity to beat you. And uh, that's sort of what the Celtics did. They just lit off the gas a little bit too much and right. we started making shots and getting to the line. I think we got to the, the bonus in the fourth quarter with like eight minutes left, maybe seven mm-hmm. and a half. Like it's a good problem to have, you know, especially whenever right. you're in the fourth quarter. And if you need to stop that clock and still come back to this, you know, in this game, like we had to, you just manage it through that free throw line. And that's where Chris Paul is just, he's head and shoulders a bunch, you know, above a bunch of people, just his, his IQ to the game is just ridiculous. And, uh, I, I'm glad he's on my team. I can just say that yeah. right now. I think it's great that he's passing this along to like Shay because you know, whenever Chris leaves certain teams, he doesn't leave people worse. I don't, at least I don't think he he has. You know, everyone that he's left has gotten better. I mean, minus James Harden. Um, yeah, I I don't think James Harden wanted to get any better. To be honest. Oh man, I don't know. I've, I think the, I think James Harden just uh, that so. Like what you were talking about with the the confrontation with Steve, I think Chris Paul, and he said this in interviews before. He's he comes off as bossy, but it's because he just wants to win. He's he wants to win so bad that he's gonna do yeah. like he doesn't he doesn't care if what he says may hurt your feelings in the moment. He thinks like he if he needs to tell you that right now to get things turned around so that he can win the game and his team can win the game, he's gonna say it. And so I don't think Harden is a guy who appreciates that very much. I think I'm starting to get the feeling based off of that past situation. And now this whole thing with Giannis is that Harden just is a little sensitive about people critiquing him. Mm -hmm. Like he says he doesn't care, but 
his actions do not really say that. I like think... he's been he's he's been arguing with Chris Paul while he was in Houston, and now we come to find out he wasn't Chris wasn't really the problem, and now he keeps chirping back when Giannis is like saying these things, and Giannis has come out and been like, "I don't really care, dude. Like I just I was just being funny." Yeah. Well, speaking of, did you did you hear that Russell left? the game or the locker room before D'Antoni's interview. Oh. Yeah. So Trouble in Paradise. Well, I mean, you know Russell doesn't like to lose mm-hmm. at all. And they lost big time. Yeah, to the Magic at that. And yikes. at Houston, double yeah. yikes. Well, they don't fill that arena, that's their problem. But no, really. Um uh, I'm just glad that we took over the fifth seed. And then yeah, we have a chance. It's really loud. Where's where's the Jazz at right now? So the Jazz are one and a half back right now of us. So are ahead of us. In, okay. okay, we came in two back. They didn't play tonight. Um, so yeah, we're right. one and a half games back. But also importantly, the um the Mavs also lost tonight to the Pacers. So those were really the two teams we needed to come out tonight. Um, and they did, and it was perfect. So since we're talking about Houston, what, like, what are they going to do? Like this small ball isn't working anymore. They've lost four straight and they probably should have won at least three of those. Oh, I think that it comes down to whenever you have shooting slumps, you just have to adjust your game. And some people on that team just aren't willing to adjust their game to, you know, try to, Try to score, yeah, score differently instead of just tossing them up still. Uh, Because you're going to go through slumps. It just happens Mm -hmm. sometimes. Uh, And I don't know. I I still think the small ball on offense, whenever it is working, and I think if you get a good mix of both, you know, the long range and getting to the rim Mm -hmm. uh, by everybody, I think that it can be deadly. I mean, Look at the 15 Warriors. They had Draymond playing yeah. at center pretty much. So uh, it can work. I, I really think it can, and I think they have a good group to do it, but they don't play defense well, um, mm-hmm. and they're definitely outmatched down low You know, whenever they are playing defense. So it's easy to get those smaller guys in foul trouble. They just got a bunch of residual issues right now, but it right. comes it comes down to just adjustments simple adjustments and if d'antoni can get it to work so i don't think it's going to like long term i think it's a first round exit um at best i yeah i think i think houston's gonna have to do something this offseason i don't know if it's necessarily like move any of their big pieces but Mm. it's just i don't be surprised don't be surprised yeah and Furtada's already shown that he wants to break the salary down. So Furtada is just—he's—he's he's already mentioned it. He's already tried to do stuff. So I just don't want to see—I don't want to see Russ like just go down in flames at the end of his career. Like yeah. I don't want Houston to win it, but also like it would just suck for Russ to like go to the Houston Rockets because he wanted to play with James Harden. And then they just blow it up anyway. And Russ or Harden gets traded somewhere. And then I think he's miserable. This is what I think. I think 
Russell would probably go to a better playoff team. I would hope so, yeah. And James Harden would probably go to the trash team. Like, and that's just me. Yeah. Calling it out, especially after this season. And Harden's had seasons like this before. Like, when was it? Uh, 13-14? No, not 13. 14-15, he wasn't that great. 15-16, he got a lot better. Right. And then 16-17 is whenever he took off. Uh, um, but he's just hitting a lull right now, and Russell's still doing what Russell does. Can't stop, won't stop. Did you see his shirt at one of the Houston practices the other he's, day where it was like yeah. 2016-17, uh, like basically just all their games that they won? Yeah. Which is like such a flex. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just dominated all of you guys back then. It was yeah, sick. By myself. And mm-hmm. like I said, I think he, I think he could land with a big team though. I honestly think I he agree. could. I think if only one of them gets traded, it will be Russ because Harden's kind of like the franchise guy at that team. But yeah. like he just Harden just doesn't have the championship mentality. Like you can't just play for you. You can't just like keep the st- the same style of basketball no matter the situation because, like you said, you have to adjust. And if he's not willing to adjust, then you're just screwed. Like, he'll get his 40 points, sure, but you're not going to win anything. It's no. just going to be stat padding to use Empty you know, to stats. Work. Empty stats. Right, exactly. What is a stat if it, if it doesn't give you a title? Like, that's no. ultimately what you're playing for. No. So, anyway. Yeah, we, we've now got sole possession of the fifth seed. Um, the We actually play the Jazz the next game, so that's... <sighs> now an incredibly important game it already was but now it's it's the difference between being a half game back of the four seed or potentially going back to the six seed um so gigantic implications well Um, what's crazy is that we're only three games or three and a half back from the two seed yeah clippers i don't think we're getting the clippers (laughs) no i think they've been so good i think we can maybe catch denver they've been yeah i I think they've been Denver's slipping. Been possible. Yeah. They've been slipping. I, think, I don't I I think Denver's been just kind of like mediocre. So, yeah. They I, have been 5 and 5 over their last 10. Yeah, so quite literally mediocre. I Yeah, yeah. Jazz have won 5 straight. <laughs> so that's definitely a huge change from where they once were when they were basically not sure if Mike Conley was playing or not and that whole disaster happened. So it seems like they're turned around a little bit. Um but we will be back home for that game, and we have two days of rest. It gives Shay just tremendous amount of time to just chill out, go go to the masseuse and get that hip massaged out, go to the trainers, you do all of it, go, I don't know, get go to the spa and just relax and get better. Um, because we will need him. I mean, we got away with a win tonight, but we need Shay on a nightly basis he's he's averaging almost 20 points a game and that's just not that's too many points too yeah. many points to lose well because so. we know that nader can't pick it up hey nader did fine oh my he did god okay what did he do today i didn't even he was nothing he was... that was a problem like he he yeah, hit that he one ri- points he, no he hit dude, that ridiculous dude, he three was, he was two for two from three what are you talking about yeah he had a ridiculous three Coming off of a screen like Kobe, and then yeah, because he's Abdul Kobe Nader. <laughs> he he launched it, and then I can't even remember his other one. 
But whenever he gets a steal or like he gets out of the fast break or he even just catches a pass, like he's if I'm the defender, oh yeah, I'm just getting my feet ready to go towards the paint with him he's, he's because he's going. His DMs. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's go. going at it, mm-hmm. and it just kills me. I whenever he learns to pass out of these things, it's gonna be a great thing. It's gonna be, be amazing. Yeah. I don't, but he, I mean, it was okay. He was, I mean, he was minus eight box score, but we all now know that that means absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> given the last time, you still mad about that? And I'm not mad about it. I just, it's just, I'm just shocked that that could have been a thing. But it was Kevin yeah. Knox, the box score champion, apparently. Well, and then I said that we were going to win by eight. Like I said, oh. I meant oh, yeah, down by a, eighteen. A Twitter question we that came in from um, let me get the at here uh, at Matt Tierney NBA <laughs> asks Will Jerry apologize for his incorrect prediction? So looks like the people want to know Jerry what what do you have to say for yourself? Oh, you people <laughs> are getting apologized to. I'm sorry, Heck yeah. but I was we still got the W, so I was still right halfway. Yeah, it's it's half credit. Yeah, because I think what did we end up this after this week? Was it five and two after this stretch? That how many games have we played since All Star? Uh, eight, I believe. So what do we? Let me double check. So Denver, it's five in February. Four. So we played nine. Nine games. Okay. So so we've lost two. Two games. Yeah. So we're seven and two. Holy cow! We're so good. Yeah, and. And the only two losses were like the best teams in the NBA, basically. Yeah, two really, really good ones. So yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I mean, if you look at that, I would be really confident against Utah. I mean, they've been playing well, but they're not the Clippers or the Bucks. So. Oh no! And Chris Paul always seems to kill Rudy Gobert somehow. Oh, uh, I love it. I love when Rudy Gobert gets just completely wiped off a crossover. It's yeah. one of the best things in basketball. Oh, Gumby looking mofo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do hate the Jazz. Just to, agreed. Yeah, I just hate agreed. them. I think I, we'll just, yeah, it's a it. strong word, should, and I mean we'll it. I leave think. it at that. Yeah. We just hate them. Stupid um, Utah. They will be premiering their uh, their like retro jerseys, which I'm excited for because those look cool. But that's it. Yeah. Otherwise, I still thumb, hate thumbs them. down. Thumbs yeah, down, Utah. <laughs> i will like the jerseys but yeah that will be wednesday we'll have a little break um get all rested up but yeah we're we're still the road warriors the the best not statistically the best road team yet but we're making it up there i mean the bucks are obviously probably one of the best but we're not too far behind and we're like you know the middle of the pack so that kind of shows you yeah. just how good we've been um we might be creeping up on like 65% winning percentage uh, on the road, which would be insane. So. Well, we can only hope. We can only hope because if we fall, what, five through eight, I mean, we're going to have to play on the road. So Yeah, um, that's actually a really good point. Like that, that, At that point, like road home court advantage really doesn't mean anything if you're playing the Thunder. Cause no. They're actually better on yeah. the road. It's new, yeah, for You'd some pr- god awful reason. If you are like Denver or Utah, 
you should probably be trying to get the fifth seed at this point because if you have to play the Thunder, you do not want them having road court advantage. No, it was like that uh, that Clippers team that Gallinari is on that yeah you know ran the Warriors how many games six something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jay's first playoff experience nearly trounced the yeah. the defending best team. team in, well, no, yeah, the best yeah. team in the league. Well, not the best team. The Toronto Raptors were the best team. Yeah. So craziness. Craziness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um let's get into some Twitter questions before we head off. So we already answered a few. Uh, but we've got many, many more. So thank you all for sending in your questions. Uh this comes to us from at Guber Petya. He asks, does this make SGA the least important piece of the three point guard lineup? No. <laughs> Definitely not. Hmm. I mean, he's got a point. We did win. Sure, but we've won without Chris. We've <laughs> won without Dennis. Like uh, I don't I don't think we have won with Chris actually. He's only lost he's only missed one game and Has it only been one game? Yeah, it was the Kobe game. And I then, felt like we lost that one. We did, that's what I'm saying. Oh. No, you're saying I'm saying if if they've all been out and lost a game, then that point is invalid at that point. And Actually, Shea is still really, really amazing. It would have been great to have him instead of Ferguson start. So, I'm pretty sure it was sarcastic, but I just wanted to get your take on it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry sure for you, sorry for getting. I wasn't so sure if you were going to pick up on it, but I I wanted to toss it out there and get your reaction. Did not um, smell the sarcasm. Sorry, that's okay. Uh, let's see. This comes in from one of our. Favorite people, Justin Lowe at JLo2836. He asked, how big do you guys think this W was for this team, especially since SG was out? I guess we already covered this. I didn't see it before we started talking, but... It's huge. It's very huge. Yes. Big. B- much big. <laughs> uh, this comes in from at CMF Official. He says, the hyper-small experiment is finally dead, or is the hyperball experiment finally dead? Or do you believe the Rockets will come back? I should have screened these questions before because we've already <laughs> talked about half of this. Oh, Lord. But uh, no. <laughs> it's not quite dead yet. Um, but they have some serious uh, thinking to do. And yeah. uh, my, my, I'm going to lean towards the, the fact that this will be a total disaster. But I also hope they prove me wrong a little bit because I don't want Russ to be in a bad situation. And if it blows up, it's more likely he will be. Well, that's fine. So, he'll he'll get traded to a good team, right? I just mean like if if it blows up, you would hope it goes to a a playoff team. But we've seen Daryl Morey. You know, when Chris before Chris got traded, he talked to him and was like, "Do you want to go to OKC?" And he was like, "No." And then he traded him anyway. So we can't necessarily guarantee that Russ will be like taken care of. Nearly. Why are you trying to say to our, we're not good? We are good, though. No, I mean, so before Chris, <laughs> before Chris knew what he was getting into, he he expected OKC to be a bad team, but yeah. obviously we're not. So no, and credit and credit to him for like as soon as he realized he got traded, he was on board. Like he would, he wasn't salty about it after the fact. It was just before the fact that he was like, I'd prefer not to go there because I want to win a, a ring soon. Yeah, which I is fair. Well, just bring the parade down. Reno Boulevard, and yeah. we'll make it work. 
Yeah. Uh, or Avenue. Yeah, Reno Avenue. I don't know why I said Boulevard. Um, okay. We could do Reno too. But the yeah, the Rockets are. I think they might blow up this this off season. Like I honestly, yeah, I as I've been thinking about it a little bit more, because you got to think about Russ leaving tonight, like that. That's a bad sign. I didn't. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's not a good good thing at all. So Did that ever happen in Oklahoma City? Uh no. I mean, the, I think the only thing that really came out was you remember whenever we lost that game to the Magic and he just sat at the end of the bench by himself for yeah. a little bit while everybody else walked to the locker room. Yeah, yeah, he's he's had that, and he's had some times where he'll like as the buzzer goes off, he'll just walk away. Like he won't. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Much. But that's that's definitely a little different than tonight. Um, mm-hmm. That's much more. I'm upset. Situation. So. All right. A uh, couple more questions. This one from at the Doug Beck. He says, "Who has been filling in the best for Baisley's minutes?" I would say Nerlens probably right. He's been pretty good. Yeah, but it's pretty much been Hami taking all his minutes. I'm gonna go with Hami here. Yeah, Hami had a good game yesterday. He was player of the game for Fox Sports. And he didn't um, have a bad game today. He had that really. Was it him on that rebound? Uh, he had a pretty big rebound at some point. Remember. He he only had three points. He did make a three. I did not remember that, but he did it. Uh, one rebound, one assist. Yeah, I um, think that rebound was huge. If I'm remembering right. Mm-hmm. But he's he's been really solid defensively the last couple of games. His length and athleticism, uh, the Thunder's mo has just mm-hmm. been amazing. Uh, and it, he seems to get better and better with every single game. I'm ready to see him next year after this playoff run. Yeah, and I mean, knocking down threes is something that, like, if you can just do it on occasion and keep the defense a little bit honest, that will be so huge because yeah. he can already get by defenders really quickly and just dunk all over people. But if the defense doesn't think he can make a three, they'll just back into the paint and he'll won't be able to do anything so just just shooting a shot here and there and having them go in every once in a while that's big like we're not expecting him to be you know like lights out you know like jg barrera barrea type of player where he's that's not his style he's but we just need to make him a few every once in a while and yeah that's right yeah now i'm gonna go with hammy though to answer that question that's a good one yeah i was trying to figure out who like took those minutes because i would assume Nader. it's a big guy it's nader, nader also he's yeah. played well defensively he's ferg, ferg i guess took them based off the fact that he was having zero minutes before yeah Lou dort so kind of ferg as well but yeah of those three i would definitely say diallo has been the best nader has definitely been second like a, a close second i think I, I I think people are still not like realizing how important his minutes are off the bench. Like it's not necessarily great, but it's like it's exactly uh, just it's like just enough of what you need. No, which... he's gotten a block like I think every single game the last three yeah. games. I and believe at least one. That was a big thing from uh, even the beginning of this season. Like Nader's defense was just non-existent, and so just having some sort of presence that's. He's only going to be playing, I mean, he played 17 minutes tonight, but with Shea back, he'll probably play like 10, 
eight to ten minutes. Yeah. That's all you need. Like yeah. you just need them out there for a little bit, get a few plays, and you know you'll be good. But yeah, that's a good question, um, Doug. So thank you for that. Uh, let's do one more. Um, uh, well, I guess we can just there. Doug had another one, but let's just do this one. So he also asks, who is our most underappreciated player by, and then he gives three options, the fans, the media, or other players. Mm. Underappreciated, I've already said it. I think by the fans, the most underappreciated is Nader. I'm, again, I'm not saying he's been good, but I just don't think people are like, they, I think people are still saying he's bad, and he's definitely not bad. He's no, just, he's not bad. He's formidable. Like, he's exactly what you need. So... Fans, I would say Nader. I don't know about media. Probably uh, Nerlens has not been getting much attention. And it's underappreciated? Yeah. People, the media have not been, like... I think 1 through 15. <laughs> well, okay, let's say... Well, national media, yes. But, like, Fox Sports, who has not been getting attention. Oh, okay. Well... If you want to drill it down like that, yeah. Well, I mean, well, no, yeah, like usually gets every, love. Everybody doesn't get attention in the national media. We all know that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, New Orleans, I think, doesn't get a lot of. He and he had another great game today. He had nine rebounds in the first half, but yeah, didn't they had neutralized him? Yeah, they neutralized yeah. him. They put three on him every single time, pretty much. Uh... Gosh, uh, Nader, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Ferg gets underappreciated too because he plays really, really good defense. Whenever he played against, we played against the Spurs, like not the Spurs, the Clippers. There we go. Um, mm-hmm. He was giving Kawhi the business. Just oh yeah, Kawhi was just making tough shots, and I don't know. Yeah, that one. It's got to be between those two. There was, yeah, that play by Kawhi that went viral that was, like, actually a travel, but they didn't call it. Yeah. And he, it was Ferg on him, and, like, had he not taken off his pivot step, he wouldn't have had a shot. No. So, yeah, that's, like, great defense by Ferg. Yeah, he he played that perfectly. So, so by the media, and then what's the last one? Other players? Other players. I don't really know. It's got to be Chris Paul and Shea. And Danilo. Yeah, that's true. And Dennis. <laughs> all of them. I, I'll just say that's... Those four for sure. Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul and the fact, like we already mentioned, people don't like defend his mid-range still. Um, or it's that they just can't. Well, the way. fact that he's not in the MVP talks is kind of troubling to me. I think, and I, I think even more than that, the fact that he's not even in like the all-NBA talks. Yeah. Like he, that. He barely made the all-star game. Right, and I, I do legitimately, if I'm being completely unbiased, I do think he deserves third team All-NBA this year. Like, Depending on how we finish out, he might need to be second. Well, there's it's just because there's so many guards that you can't put above. Like, there's Luka and Russ. and Not I as mean, good. Hard, Not Harden, as good of a Harden, season. Ha- Harden is going to get above him no matter what. It's no, it's not. the way the media is. Not I, this year. Not this year. You do think Chris Paul is going to be above James Harden in the yes. All NBA? Yes. Okay. Wow, yes. That's bold. Yeah. I don't, but uh, just look at what that. he's look at what he's not done since like the end of December. Yeah, he's definitely been in a slump. It will depend on the last 
you know, 20 games, obviously. Oh, I'm putting uh, my money on but, Chris Paul. All right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll hold you to it. But then you've also got Dame, who's been incredible. On a losing uh, team. Right. So it depends on if they make the playoffs, I think you have to put Dame in there um, because he would be the reason they get in, basically. And then um, I'm missing, I feel like I'm missing somebody that's like, Oh, I'm not. I'm just. I was thinking about the West. Sorry. So like, then you have um, Kimba. Kimba's probably not as high. I would. I think Kimba's probably right with Chris. Um, oh, it's guards. Somebody. Guard wise, I would have to say Kimba's up there. Yeah, I think Kimba would be an All NBA. I don't know if he'd be above Chris, but he'd definitely be like with him. Uh, and then I know I'm forgetting so many people right now. I'm just trying to remember. The off the top of my head mostly everybody else ben, is a bunch of forwards like ben simmons is nope. like technically a guard but he's not um he's been hurt for so long that i don't know if he'll be Should in be there considered like there's i think oh that bradley beal bradley beal has to be in there oh yeah, bradley bradley beal even on that losing team he has he, to be like he, he's been so good yeah he probably will be but other than that I'm trying to think of all. So Trey Young's gonna probably be talked about. I don't know if he deserves it in his second yeah. year though. Nope. Um, I'm just going through teams trying to look who we have here. Um, nobody from the Bucks. Kyle Lowry won't. Nobody from the Heat. Pacers. Nobody from the Magic. Mm. Um. And then did I miss anybody from the West? Not really. Devin Booker won't. Buddy Heald's has been. Oh, Brand, well, Brandon Ingram's a forward. Never mind. Nope. 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 Uh, yeah. So it's so yeah. It's it's Doncic, Beal, Lillard, and then you've got the likes of like Kemba, Russ, and CP3, and you have four guards above third team. So Chris Paul would have to be top four essentially. Um. And there's definitely an argument for that, but I think I think just the way the media is, I think he'll be third team, which I think he deserves an All NBA no matter what. And yeah. you can definitely make the argument for second team, but I just I don't I think people would just get too mad at the fact that Chris Paul is above like Russ and James Harden and hey. Kimba, or I mean not Kimba Lillard. He's been he's been the clutchest player in the NBA. That's true. This season he's done a lot on his resume this season um so like i said i'm gonna put my money on him i think that yeah. it'll end up happening i also love the fact that clutch stats exist now because if you like you can no longer say your player is the most clutch player mm-hmm. because if you do that then we can just like literally show you numbers that prove you wrong and be like <laughs> no actually chris paul is the most clutch player yeah. which i love that i love that stat so I agree. Yeah, he's been, statistically speaking, the most clutch player. He did it again today. I don't know what his clutch stats were, like, on paper, but, I mean, he brought his team back in the third quarter. So, he's been a great guy. Um, Can't argue there. So, we'll see. That's a long way to go, and we'll definitely have some more talks about it with the the group about, like, All-NBA, MVP, all that stuff in the future. But um, it's interesting to look at right now. Yeah. So, we got... 19 games no 18 games left in the thunder season it's crazy that this is there's like 
three, four weeks left of NBA regular season. Four and and makes half. me sad. Yeah, makes me sad. Weeks. Well, it's been. I mean, a there's fun playoffs. Ride. Yeah, yeah, there's playoffs, but ride. it's just gonna be so sad when there's not as much basketball happening. So I'll be happy to not see the Blazers in the playoffs. So. That'll be great. I can't believe the Kings are ninth seed. That's just I I didn't even pick them as like one of the guys to catch the Grizzlies, and now all of a sudden they're like ahead of the Pelicans and the Spurs and the Trailblazers. It's just yeah. wild. We'll see. Um. But yeah, it's not much season left, so enjoy every game, every minute of it while you can. This team has been special. You know, just appreciate them. Uh, they, it won't be like this for, for much longer, so appreciate every second of it while you can. Yep. Um, and thank you all for Twitter questions. Uh, we'll be back in a couple, or probably three days on Wednesday for the Jazz, but in the meantime... You can follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder and our merchandise, our SGA shirts, our Thunder Nations shirts. Uh, you can get those on bonfire.com if you search Thunder. Uh, we will finally be shipping the, the SGA merch soon. I believe it's expected no later than the 13th, so less than a week from now. So get excited if you bought one. And... That's about it. Jerry, you got anything before we head out? No, guys. Have a good first half of your week, and um, let's keep celebrating W's. Heck yeah. So be sure to wash your hands for the coronavirus. Sing happy birthday twice. Yes. Don't forget to hoop every day. And as always, Thunder up! Thunder up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.